Eric, holy heck. I've had so many people upset about housing prices. Oh, seriously. And that is what we're talking about today. Welcome to the Utah Real Estate Show podcast, the show where two agents and a lender teach real estate best practices by talking through mistakes we've seen and made. Uh, what's a, a burger in Disneyland cost? I don't even I don't even remember because I think I like closed my eyes and yeah. well, swiped my credit card, but it was what I needed. I was okay at doing it. I yeah. knew the price going there. I could have packed bananas and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And yeah. That's I the did complaint. It that we hear all the time mm-hmm. is like, these are getting too expensive. Um, they're they're overpriced. For who? That's the problem. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like in Utah and Salt Lake counties, you're stuck in the theme park. Mm-hmm. You got mountains, there's not, there's only so much more land. If you want to be here, you'll pay the price to be here. Or if you're you commuting. Yeah, if you don't yeah. want to be here, yeah, you can leave Disneyland to go to McDonald's or whatever and get a cheaper burger, you can. But if you want to be here, there, there's a cost. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Utah Real Estate Show. I am Tyler Kazair, Utah Real Estate Agent. Jason Christiansen, Mortgage Lender. Eric West, Utah Real Estate Agent. Today, we're talking about the A word. We're talking Ooh. about affordability. <laughs> and we had a lot of people talk to us about the economics video that came out recently. Well, it's controversial. There's a, uh, there's, I mean, the reason we posted it was in response to another YouTuber who's like, the market's crashing. Right. And I mean, we put out a lot of statistics and Mm -hmm. a lot of people had a lot to say about Mm -hmm. those. Which is great. And yeah, we're happy about it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, If you have more to comment, right here, comments right here, put them in the comments below. So I want to start right off with a story time. And so here we go. I want to tell you a story about one individual who got in contact with me today and they were pretty heated about that economics episode. And the reason they were heated wasn't necessarily the stats. They actually agreed with the stats, but they said, what you failed to address was the affordability crisis in Utah. And he was right. We didn't talk about an affordability crisis. And I came to find out that he actually has a son who's qualified for $350,000 purchase price who cannot find a home right now, okay? And so I started to kind of work that through with him. This idea of affordability, like what can I buy? What can I not buy? If you, if you own property right now, you actually are not being that affected by affordability. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I bought a home eight years ago. It was a relatively affordable property, $300,000, and that property is now worth over $600,000. Now, any of you who have purchased homes recently, you've seen a huge run up. We talked about that in the economics episode. You've got a lot of equity right now. but. The problem is, is if you try to sell, yes, you're gonna take an additional 300 grand in equity, but it's gonna cost you another 300 grand to buy Mm -hmm. a comparable home. And so, essentially, it's just relative. Like, you went up with everything. Mm -hmm. And that's fine, there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is if you don't own property. Because now, the the market is running away from you at such a price, you just can't keep up. And we talked about that a little bit, like if you can't save $7,000 a month, you like you're well, not going to be able to save. Yeah, and what we're running into is it's what our city's growing. Our city is moving from uh, more of a rural, big, urban type city to a larger, high density metropolis city. We are becoming more of a, a Dallas, a Chicago, uh, an LA, like a bigger city where 
can you find a single family home near downtown LA that's reasonably priced yeah, for a, under seven million dollars? Like not a starter home. That's right? not a starter home. Yeah, you yeah. Can't find and a so home. that is what's happening here. So when we're hearing about these affordability issues, because I have clients I just met with somebody yesterday as well, and they're kind of in the same boat. Well, they're from here in Utah as well. I've also had clients this past year who moved from out of state who are like, Utah is extremely affordable. I love it. This is great. I can buy a house with land. I can do this. Now, a lot of the problem, like what Tyler just said, here in Utah, a lot of the people who are from here were able to live within 10 minutes of their work and have a quarter acre single family home. That's what they expect. That A starter home back in the day exactly. was half acre, little home, yeah. outskirts of town, suburbs, yeah. right? So my little story time is how that happened. Why am I here in Utah? When I interviewed for my first job, I had an option to go to Las Vegas, where I'm from. I had an option to come to Utah, and I had an option to uh, Sacramento. Those were the, my, my three ones that I was going to. I grew up in Vegas. What I was approved for to buy, I could get a decent sized 2,500 square foot single family home mm-hmm. with four feet on each side of the house <laughs> and a backyard that had eight feet from the back door to the fence. That was the yard. Barely put your F-150 in there, like with a crane. That's it. Drop it. Okay. Or I could move to one of the other places that I had a job accepted at where I could buy a quarter acre house quarter acre lot on a 3,000 square foot house sitting there. And that's what I chose to do. I chose to move to where I could afford of what I wanted to do that I still had a job to go to. So there's this Venn diagram, right? That we've talked about a little Mm -hmm. bit where there's um, jobs that I can work at, right? And then there's homes that I can afford. And And the type of home that I want to live in. Yeah. Because you didn't want to live in a condo, I, or you I didn't, didn't want to live. In a place I wanted that land, have. so I had yeah. to move to a place that I could work and buy what I wanted to buy. Okay, and I think that is part of what the gentleman that I was speaking with today, mm-hmm. um, what his issue was, because his son wants to buy a three-car garage, five-bedroom home, has four bathrooms, which isn't a starter home in any market. It's not a starter. Exactly, it's not a starter <laughs> home. And I asked, I said, "Well, what, how many people does he have in his family?" And he goes, "Oh, it's just my son." <laughs> I was like, uh, like, why does he need a three-car garage? Why does he need five bedrooms? Why, 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 why? And it became obvious that his his desires were were much much higher than his true needs. Well, and that was one of the issues that he was facing. It's like what we're talking about before. Like, you bought your home eight years ago for three hundred thousand, and that mm. that gets stuck in people's head. Yes, this is worth three hundred thousand dollars. They're not appreciating their home. They're not. You know, if I bought this for three hundred thousand, he's approved for three fifty. He should be able to get. Yeah, because his mind is stuck back when he bought his house, you know, and, and my well, mind to some degree is stuck. But we that. look at all of that stuff. People are, I mean, I just went and looked at a, the price of a new truck. I, I'm I'm a truck guy. I want a big diesel, uh, another one. They're $90,000. Yeah. Okay, when I bought my other one, they were 40. God. For the benefit of everyone, future associability is a word that we coined on the Utah Real Estate Show. And basically it means that um, people assign today's values, um, you know, like, or today's- Yesterday's values. Yeah, yesterday's values with today's features Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so, you know, when I bought a house for $300,000, it was a five bedroom home. People think today, oh, five bedroom home costs $300,000. Even though that happened years and years and years ago, 
they future associate that to today. It's the whole whole principle of like, when I was your age, I could buy a candy bar for a nickel. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, they're buck twenty five now. Uh, what's a, a burger in Disneyland cost? I don't even I don't even remember because I think I like closed my eyes and yeah. well, swiped people- my credit card, but it was what I needed. I was okay at doing it. I yeah. knew the price going there. I could have packed bananas and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And yeah. That's I the complaint it. that we hear all the time. Mm-hmm. Is like these are getting too expensive. Um, they're they're overpriced for who? That's the problem. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like in Utah and Salt Lake counties, you're stuck in the theme park. Mm-hmm. You got mountains. There's not. There's only so much more land. If mm-hmm. you want to be here, you'll pay the price to be here. Or if you're you commuting. Yeah, if you don't yeah. want to be here, yeah, you can leave Disneyland to go to McDonald's or whatever and get a cheaper burger. You can. But if you want to be here, there, there's a cost. Well, and I was yeah, going to school uh, in San Jose, and I commuted 80 miles every day one way to go to school in order to stay in a place that I could afford to go to school Gosh. at. Wow. 80 miles. Now, that 80 miles is to the Bay Area, so that took me three hours each way to get to school. Okay, but that goes the same thing. Why was that traffic so bad? Because people didn't want to live there or couldn't afford to, so they chose to live 80, 90 miles away in a house that they wanted to live in to go to work. And we're getting to that spot here in Utah right now in the Salt Lake area where you're living in Tooele County, you're living in San Pete County, you're living 30, 40 miles away and it's still not a bad commute, but that is what is happening now. Look, look at the commercial buildings. Look at what they're doing with the point. They're, they're hauling out the prison. You look at the, all those new buildings. That That's are, a whole new city going in. Yeah, they're putting at the mm-hmm. point of the mountain. Like all of those industrial buildings, the commercial buildings are going up. Mm-hmm. That's not the, out. That's you the can't space go that's out. left. You, yeah, the they're space. not single story warehouses. They're six story tall buildings. Yeah. And yeah, that's where that we're kind of getting to that. We're having these growing pains in our major urban areas like Salt Lake. Um, and the only place you go, like you said, you only go up. And I've so up. you're going to get taller, high rise apartment buildings. And some people say, well, not in my backyard. That's not what I want. Well, Orem's getting there. Well, what, what's contributing to the uh, affordability crisis is that nobody wants to have that in their backyard and they keep voting those things down. And then the very same ballot or at the very same city council meeting, they are, you know, they're, they're well, complaining against the, the price it, of homes. It's back to that our city is growing, okay? We're growing into a larger, bigger, I mean, we're known for a tech industry here. Yes. So what is happening? People are moving from other large high density cities to here that are okay living in high rise condos, townhomes. They want that, they prefer that. They don't want the land. Mm-hmm. So they're buying those, which is now taking that away from the people who don't want that, but that's what is happening. There's a supply and there's a demand situation right there. And there's only so much land, so that's what's happening. So how do we counteract this? Because the affordability is not going away. Like, no. it, I mean, depends on how you look at it, but how do you how get, do you help that? Get on the moving train. Like what, what, what advice would you give to your friend's son at that point? Well, just like Jason just said, get on the moving train, right? The, the easiest way to get not affected by affordability is to get your dollars into a place where they appreciate at the rate of real estate appreciation. And that means buy a house. Anything. If it's a small house, fine. If it's a condo, fine. Buy something that is affixed to the ground and (laughs) let that thing carry you 
financially into your next home. And and like sometimes I struggle because it sounds like we're just trying to sell ourselves or sell our mm-hmm. services. But I often tell people to afford at the edge of what they can buy because mm-hmm. this is all percentages. This is all ratios. So if you spend ten dollars and you get your little piece of heaven and you spend a hundred dollars and get your little piece of heaven and this is a 10% appreciation, your $10 will give you one and your $100 will give you 10. Yeah. What do you want? So I want more piece of heaven. Right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, like I do, like you need to afford the monthly payments. You mm-hmm. need to be able to buy groceries. You need to yes. live your life. Mm-hmm. But in this market, you buy as much as you can because it's still, this is all ratio still. We still have the dollar losing value and real estate gaining value. Mm-hmm. So if you can transfer more of this type of wealth that's losing value into something that's gaining value, you win. Way better. Yeah. You, you just get rid of your dollars. You won the lottery. So then you take that and go, okay, well, I still want to have a 3,000 square foot home on a quarter acre for 400,000 then you're not going to buy it in Salt Lake County. Yeah, you're gonna buy you're, you're, somewhere you're, You else. need to understand that that is not gonna have, complaining, unfortunately, is not going to help because an investor is gonna come in and just buy it. Yeah. And, and then rent it out. That's what most people don't realize. We're not, we don't have an affordability crisis because most people in our area can still afford to purchase because they either own property, they're mm-hmm. coming in from outside, whatever. Most of the buying that's happening is still happening, Well, which means, there's an affordability crisis for people who don't own property. There's an affordability crisis for renters. Yeah. Barrier of entry. It's, yep. Yeah, it's so growing. you either, you you move, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, you figure out, I, I like the side of it, of thinking outside the box, okay? Oh, this is a good Buy one. Buy it with somebody else. I have a, uh, we have a good friend where they went in with their mom. Their mom uh, needed a place to live. She didn't want to live in a retirement home. So they went in and bought a house together. She lives in the basement, but she helped purchase that house for them. Hmm. And they went in together. So they were now able to afford a decent sized single family home, but they're sharing a little bit, which is how stuff used to be actually when you needed to, you went in with people. Right. You know, yeah. maybe a brother, maybe a sister, maybe something else, maybe a joint venture between a best friend. Like there's ways to still do it, but you have to think outside the box on doing it. It's not your traditional way of of buying. Yeah. And then uh, just like we talked about with my, uh, that other gentleman that we we're talking about today, the idea of accepting less is often very hard for people to understand. The idea that, well, when I bought a home, it had, you know, three acres of land or whatever it is. Like the idea of accepting less, like yes, accept a condo, a two bedroom, one bathroom condo on 0.05 acres of land. That's your starter because you convert it into. Well, and, and as parents, forward. you need to help the situation. That's the big thing. And not like, you need to teach your kids the real, how stuff is happening, how economics is actually working out. Yeah, this how isn't, isn't school. This, this is, is if this it doesn't is, apply to you, tell it. Yeah, this is, don't and don't get mad and be like, well, this isn't right. Well, no, this is what happens. Yes, it was different when I went to school. It was different when I bought my first house. Like, <laughs> I bought my first house 12 years ago. It is a completely different market right now. Don't lead on and give false information and be like, well, yeah. And so it doesn't do any good to say this isn't fair. Life isn't fair. Anyone who says differently <laughs> is selling something. Ah, that's a great quote. Yeah. So, what did we learn? Well, 
my key takeaway is that there are ways out of the box creative ways to get around the affordability crisis and i'm going to put crisis in air quotes just i know people are going to hate that that's fine tell me why i'm wrong um but there are ways to get around it talk to a real estate agent and to a lender who know what they're doing and they will help you come up with a creative solution to get you into property it's important to know that homes appreciate and the dollar depreciates transfer your wealth Remember the cool word, future associability. I'm the one that said that now. The market is a lot more affordable if you have experts guiding you. Comment below. We would love this if you'd share it with your friends so we can help them out. If you want to get in touch with us, shoot us a text at 801-228-7687. Make sure you mention the show. You can email us at the Utah Real Estate Show at gmail.com. You can watch this show on YouTube and you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you learned something or if you really love this show, give us a like on YouTube and drop a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The Utah Real Estate Show is a production of Hive Collective at Presidio Real Estate with support from Security Home Mortgage. The NMLS number for Security Home Mortgage is 178787. The NMLS number for Jason Christiansen is 240472, Equal Housing Lender. Not only is this not legal or investment advice, but you should definitely talk to a pro before you make any real estate decision. Every situation is different and should be considered in context. Copyright Jason Christiansen, Eric Wist, and Tyler Kazare. All rights reserved. Talk to you next week. Right there. I can't see it. Leave it there. Let's be doing this. Relative change. <laughs> yeah, right. Relatively changing of things. Oh my goodness. What's funny is we didn't talk about that. Well, you can clip it in. Did we even talk about that in this one? No. So I'm the one that said it first. I'm the one that said it first. <laughs> now Tyler. <laughs> we have to leave that all in. Well, Eric, what's future yeah. associability? Let's talk about that now. Let's do the clip after the clip. Future associability. It's on the whiteboard. <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing that hasn't changed, Jack in a Box tacos. Next. We don't need bloopers. Next. <laughs> Next. I'm telling you. Next. Explain that one to me. Next. <laughs> Future sociability. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> <laughs> The market can be affordable, but you need to figure out how. I forgot how we do Leave that. Leave a comment. <laughs>